0: Okay, so um, I also have a uh, tool to talk about for um, ascending, well, for pilgrimage. This here, anyone know what this is? It's an ice pick, an ice axe. I've gone with ice axe because when you look up ice pick, it keeps giving you stuff just to break up ice cubes for your drink, which doesn't look as impressive. But um, bizarrely, Tim asplin had this. Um, not so much ice in Perfleet, but you never know what you're going to face. Um, so I didn't really—you um, oh, see, you see it poking out behind the uh, the little um, bag there. So that—that's thats what we're going to be doing. Uh, a lot more of this kind of thing. <laughs> I didn't really understand um, what an ice axe does, um, and when I went onto Wikipedia, there was a whole section on. Uh, ice axes for murder weapons which is pretty gruesome but we're not going to get into that Um, but I did prepare a little video on the ice axe in action so if you watch that then we can try and figure out where we're going with it many people drown because they can't pull themselves out of the water the weight of water soaked clothing combined with the slippery surface of the ice makes escape extremely difficult Carry a couple of long nails or homemade ice picks in your pocket to help escape from the ice hole. This is where your ice picks come in handy. While kicking with your feet, use your ice picks to pull yourself onto the surface.
1: The Crystal Cave provided this beautiful amphitheater of climbable, clear, blue ice. Oh my God! It was out of this world. No one in the group has climbed anything like it.
0: We usually climb vertical ice structure, but here, like, it's horizontal, so it's totally new dimension. It's, it's out there, it's, it's totally new to me. Clemen is about to set up a route, which you normally do on a rock, How cool is this? which is really hard work.
1: It's a lot like putting up a route in the climbing chain, really, and he needs to decide where the route's going to go. this route is probably about 50 or 60 feet of actual climbing. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Climbing completely horizontal with all your weight on your ice axes isn't something that people usually do. Clem said it was way too difficult to be something that he would have climbed on in the ice climbing world
0: cups. Okay, so if you noticed there, as we went through, I picked out four uses for the, for the ice axe. Um, so there was, right at the beginning, uh, So a version of a, an ice pick, an ice axe, was for self-rescue, um, for stabilising, um, for hooking, and then for forging holes. Now, when I've thought about the metaphor of the ice axe, I've thought more about hope. And um, an ice climber without an ice axe isn't climbing anything. In the same way as a pilgrim, without hope, isn't going anywhere. Hope is necessary for for pilgrims. Because God doesn't carry us to the top of the mountain, but he does equip us for the journey. And there'll be times in everyone's journey when things are going to get tough and it seems easier to stay put or even to go back to where we came from. So when the storm overwhelms all memory of why we set out on the journey in the first place, we need hope. So the axe, or hope, makes something that's impossible into a playground. And you see that with the, with the guys playing around in that ice tunnel. It just became an adventure ground for them because they had that tool. It completely changes our approach to the wall that we face in front of us. So take Martin Luther King. Others saw an impregnable ice wall but because he had hope, because he had a dream, he saw something that was scalable. So even good times can be a hindrance to us. So everything's ticking along nicely. Why would I bother tackling that, that ice wall? So we even need hope when things are going well. So hope enables us to stop the slide. So when things are going downhill, we... Remember those things? To maintain our balance. So when things are, are, are pushing us around. For hooking, for hanging on to a promise. So this, this is about finding those things that we can identify with, that are already established truths or well-known things that we can we grab onto. And what I found interesting in studying about the ice axe, you only need a few millimetres of purchase to be able to hang your whole body weight on it. In the same way, just a little word that might mean nothing to anyone else, you can make life-defining decisions on those things. That's, that's the power of hope. Now, I want to talk more about the last one, which is about forging. So you see that guy smacking... Um, the ice axe into the ice, where there was nothing to hook onto, he made something to, to hook onto. So forging is, is when we're faced with a sheer wall of ice and being able to make a way where there is no way. And you saw um, the Austrian guy that was climbing up, he said, I, I found a hard bit of ice that it took me five or six kind of whacks of the ice axe to actually get through and sometimes that's what things can be like and it's at those times after four four times of hitting you think oh no it's it's not working but that's the idea of the 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 hope it keeps us going because we can trust what what we've got and i think of jacob in the bible as someone who forged so he's wrestling with god and he said i will not let you go until you bless me that was there was no hook there he had to forge something but it wasn't all about jacob that was a desire that god had put in him where there's no hooks i need something brand new and i've been talking recently particularly in regards to the youth about the audacity to expect god to act and i'm using this this term of the but god factor so let's let's just have a look at what oh yeah so if, I've not said this, ever. Yeah, so, uh, talking about forging, it's aggressive, it's determined to make a way, it's audacious, and it can see a way where there is no way. The book God factor. So, when you put a book God in the middle of a verse, it's the pivotal, pivotal statement in that verse that completely flips the outcome of that situation. It takes you from heading one direction to heading a, a completely different one. So, you can see Joseph talking, this is where Pharaoh's asked him to interpret his dreams. Like, I can't do it, but God will. Okay, so impossible, suddenly possible. Ice wall with no chance of climbing to, oh, it's a playground. This is again Joseph talking to his brothers. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Then Israel said to Joseph, I'm about to die, but God will be with you. You would surely have sent me away empty-handed. This is um, Jacob talking to his father-in-law. But God has seen my hardship. Completely changes the the trajectory of people's lives. It's it's the the, plot twist. Twist. Oh gosh, that was challenging. (laughs) So let's just see that in some some of the key verses in Ephesians 2. So, this is life's trajectory. You were dead, walked according to this world, sons of disobedience, lusting after a flesh, by nature children of wrath. Okay? Pretty depressing. We're heading down in a certain direction. But then we get the book God factor that comes in. And that means that he's made us alive, raised us up with him, seated us with him, and using us to show his surpassing richness of his grace. That's what God's already done in us. Now hope is all about identifying God's track record and remembering God's nature. Those are the two things that are in in action when we have hope. Now, that is my experience of the nature of God and that's my track record of my relationship with God. So I can live my life knowing that any trajectory can hit a book God factor and go back up the other way. So whatever I'm facing, I don't have to get to the actual moment of God's intervention, I can be here and I can be seeing, wait a second, life's turning downhill right now. But from that point, I can actually look across and see, but I know things are going to go back up again because there's a book God factor that's going to kick in. We can live as people like that, that whatever we face, there's a Wait a second. God could act, and when God does act, the difference that's going to make in my life—it makes it completely different. Uh, Hannah was talking about exams. We could live on that roller coaster of things just heading down, like, oh, what if I fail this? If I fail this exam, then this could happen. Then this can happen. Then this can happen. But even if that—if things don't work out in our in our map, in our mind. We still know the nature and the track record of God. That book God factor helps us scale what was an impregnable wall. So we're heading into pilgrimage 17. It's a time where God's going to restore hope and he's going to build hope and he's going to give you a capacity to expect God to act. So my question for you today... It's not working... (laughs) What is the God factor that you're looking for? Where in life are you looking at something and you're thinking, this is, I don't see the good in this situation. I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the storm. I'm overwhelmed by the threats. Um, or it could even be, everything's ticking along quite nicely right now. I don't hope for anything more than I've currently got. I've settled. So my challenge is, time to grab your ice axe because it's time to climb an ice wall. This is what pilgrimage 17 is going to be about.